feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby show, you know, I'm actually really stunned. First off, I am so happy that Brittany Griner, the WNBA basketball star, is home. I can't imagine just how horrible this ordeal has been. She had, you know, the hashish oil in her belongings, uh, said that it was, you know, a minor amount, basically um, something that she didn't know was in there in the suitcase. And again, a very small crime, a very small amount. And clearly Russia was using her as a tool and for propaganda and so many things. And I am thrilled that she is home 1000 percent. But the fact that we gave up in return when I think we had more leverage than this president seems to realize, he seems to be so soft when it comes to any foreign policy decisions, including a lot of domestic policy decisions. But the fact that he gave up Victor Boot, I knew who Victor Boot is. Victor Boot is one of the worst arms dealers in the world. He is one of these guys who supplies terrorist organizations. He is one of these guys who's sort of the worst of the worst who can get weaponry from sort of the dark underworld and sells it to states and rogue actors. And guess what's going to happen? This Victor Boot guy is now going to be basically unleashed on the world. And the, like, irony of it all and the outrage to me tonight is that now you know that Vladimir Putin, first of all, couldn't wait. He really wanted this guy out, and that was part of the prisoner exchange. It was that one-on-one prisoner exchange with Brittany Griner. So Brittany Griner gets to go home, and in return, Victor Boot gets released from America and gets to go back to Russia. And now he is basically going to be like the darling of Russia. got me so angry to see him going on his flight on the way home today, smiling, laughing, giggling. He's back with Russia, and guess what he's going to be doing? He is going to be helping now Vladimir Putin, you can bet on it, trying to get weaponry and getting all these Soviet arms and all these other different weapons all over the world. So guess what? The Russians can now use it against the Ukrainians. And remember, we're supporting the Ukrainians. We're helping the Ukrainians. We're supplying arms and weapons. So how does this make any sense to you guys? Was this a fair trade and was this the right trade to do? You've got Paul Whelan, who is a former U.S. Marine. He was also a former military guy, a former law enforcement guy in Michigan for a long time. And he is still rotting in a prison in Russia. Here is a guy who served our country. He was on the front lines in Iraq. This is a guy who's been there for four years. And typically the American policy is usually to try to go after who's been there the longest. Paul Whelan and his family tonight, boy, They were very gracious, saying that, yeah, it's great that Brittany Griner's out. Of course, we're all happy about that. But the fact that Paul Whelan, don't you think if Biden was a lot shrewder and a lot better of a negotiator or even had half a sense of negotiation, he could have gotten Paul Whelan out? Because originally there was reporting 
that they were trying to get both of them out for Victor Boot. And also there was a choice that maybe it could be an either or. So what happened to Paul Whelan? A U.S. Marine is not important compared to a celebrity basketball player? Uh, I mean, have we lost our sense of priorities tonight? What do you think about this? And does this set up now Americans all over the world? Think about this. You are maybe a celebrity person and you get pulled over or you get pulled over at the airport, whatever the case is, with a small amount of hashish or something very, very tiny. And now you're going to be a bargaining chip for like one of the world's worst terrorists, you know, basically sympathizers. I mean, this is really scary stuff. And I think we have set such a dangerous, disastrous precedent. You put that on top of Afghanistan. You put that on top of so many of the things that have been paired and coupled with this president and his lack of like chutzpah when it comes to like China and his lack of chutzpah when it comes to so many others. And we're in a really bad situation. And I want to see Brittany Griner home, but I also want to see Paul Whelan come home. And there are other Americans there, too. And somehow they got passed over. And there are a lot of people tonight that are saying, how does this happen? How does it happen that somebody like a U.S. Marine who was going over for a wedding, by the way, was the reason who was over in Moscow, says that he was not a spy um, and now has been behind bars for almost four years and he's still there. This is a guy who has done so much for America, clearly, because, again, he was in law enforcement, U.S. Marine. List goes on and on and on. You got all that. He's still rotting in a Russian prison. And yet Brittany Griner, because she has contacts and celebrity and well-known and all these other things, she gets out after a few months. Is that fair? Does that sound fair? It sure doesn't to me. And I would love to see, of course, all of our Americans home. But I don't know if I can safely hold my head high and say, oh, yeah, this was the right decision to do. And there seems to be a little bit of woke politics behind it because some of the messages that came out, even from the White House tonight, saying this is a great thing. She's a hero for LGBTQ. Uh, She, you know, uh, being a woman of color, all these things. Um, that shouldn't have anything to do with the reason that she is now being let out a lot earlier than somebody like a Paul Whelan. Does that make any sense to you guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Was this a fair prisoner swap? And do you really believe that the Biden administration did everything they could? Why did things suddenly change where at first it sounded like maybe they're going to get both of them for this guy, and then maybe they would get Whalen maybe for the guy. And now suddenly it went just to Brittany Griner, and we're supposed to say that this was a fair swap. You know, one of, like, the world's worst people, literally, has now been set free to basically unleash on the Ukrainian people, and we are supporting the Ukrainian people. I mean, how does this make any sense? Does this make any sense to you? I can't figure this out. And if they were so desperate to get this guy out, this Victor Boot guy out, this Russian arms dealer, well, why didn't we have more leverage? Brittany Griner was an easy one. They were clearly holding her for propaganda reasons, clearly, you know, uh, exaggerated charges, all the things that they were saying about her. They clearly, that was an easy one to get out. Why didn't the Biden administration try to use leverage and say, you know what, 
we'll put Victor Boot out tomorrow if you give us X, X, and X. And there's also another American that's there, too. What happened to that? He gets left behind, too. Mark Fogel, he's there on a marijuana charge. Well, what, is he not LGBTQ? Is he not African-American? He doesn't count in Biden's administration. Uh, There's something that just is really rotten with this situation. And here is the president when he announced that Brittany Griner was coming home. Take a listen. Morning, folks, and it is a good morning. Moments ago, standing together with her wife, Sherelle, uh, in the Oval Office, I spoke with Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and, uh, and she should have been there all along. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. I have to laugh at that, and it breaks my heart. I bet you tonight Putin is toasting with some good Russian vodka with Victor Boot. He's like, can you believe that they gave you up for a basketball player that we just uh, detained for hashish? You detained one of... You know, somebody who was a celebrity basketball player who had hashish in her suitcase and you gave up one of the world's worst, basically terrorist funders and suppliers in the world who is now going to unleash hell on earth in Ukraine. Putin is laughing to the bank tonight, and that breaks my heart. Here is General Keith Kellogg. He was a former national security advisor with President Trump, and this is what he has to say about the fact that Griner is home in America coming back, and Whalen, Paul Whalen, a U.S. Marine who loved this country. Remember, she didn't stand up for the anthem. She was one of those like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kneel. I'm not even going to go out when the anthem plays. She better stand up when the anthem plays when she gets home now. Here is Keith Kellogg. Nobody will take away the fact that we're getting America out of a harm's way. Got that. It's great. It's a great season that we brought home. But we left Paul Whalen there. And Paul Whalen, the former Marine, spent 15 years as a law enforcement officer in Michigan, uh, fought in Iraq in 2004. You know, his parents are in their 80s. The chance of us getting out, him out is, is now questionable, at least in the near term. Now, we have lost all leverage. And that's the other point by Keith Kellogg. Because this was the big kahuna that we had, this Victor Boot, because it doesn't get much bigger than that in terms of the world's worst. So we had him there. He wasn't supposed to get out for many years. And we don't really have anything else as a bargaining chip. Like if we're going to bargain now for to try to get, what do they have to get whaling out? They don't have anything. So they're going to have to go to like an ally and say, hey, uh, England, do you have maybe one of Russia's world's worst in your prison Maybe somehow you could do us a favor and you could get that person out and so-and-so. Can you also get another person out? I mean, if they're going to get Victor Boot out, what are they going to get Hannibal Lecter out for Whalen? You know, I mean, it doesn't get much worse. And that is heartbreaking. Here's Bernie Carrick talking about this sad situation. Their priorities are uh, skewed, if you will. Uh, the appropriate exchange would have been Whalen. If they were going to do what they did uh, in the exchange and give back basically a, a warrior for Putin, give back a former KGB guy to Putin, well, then give us the Marine. 
Um, why that wasn't done prior, no idea. Uh, it just seems pretty uh, ironic. They would take they would take this warrior for Putin and exchange uh, him for you know a basketball player. And look, I'm not I'm not saying that Griner should be continued should have been continued to be held. Honestly, in all honesty, she shouldn't have been there in the first place. That's the bottom line. But the exchange itself, you know, leaves a lot to be desired for the administration and what they're going to do for Whalen and his family. Yeah, what are you going to do for Whalen? And Paul Whalen, his parents are now in their 80s, and they were obviously happy to see Brittany Griner come home, as the whole country is. But they're like, we don't really know what's going to happen now. And Paul Whalen said to CNN, his bags are packed. He's ready. He's ready to go. And he's heartbroken because he knows that right now he is probably stuck, sadly, in that Russian prison. And God knows how long now. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert on line seven. Uh, Robert, what was your reaction? Was this a fair trade? Not at all. This is disgusting and disgraceful. Brittany Griner has denounced the United States in no uncertain terms publicly before. And Paul Whelan, he has defended our country. He's a veteran. And by the way, he's also law enforcement. He was in law enforcement in Michigan for 15 years before he was over in Iraq in 2004. I mean, this, like you said, this guy's an American hero. Um, and if it's true, he says he wasn't spying, by the way, Robert, that that's a beefed up charge like, you know, like many other things I would be imagining happening in Russia. Uh, but say he even say he was an intel asset. That's even more reason to get him out. You know, if he was doing something for America, it's even more reason. Like, what more service do you want? The guy was in Iraq. He was a, a law enforcement. And yet she's the one who gets out. Uh, it, what is what does it say about our values, Robert? Oh, it's horrible. It's wokeness at its worst. And I believe that Paul Whelan was swiped off the street for no reason to be used later as a bargaining chip for Victor Booth. This was planned. Well, that's that's another reason why people always thought that that might be the trade that happens. And then Biden, you know, does this. Brittany Griner for Victor Booth. I mean, it's like I don't understand why he didn't even do the two of them and demand it and say, you know what? He's standing by. We got him ready. You know, he's standing by like, you know, I mean, use some leverage. Where are the cojones of our president? Nowhere. Yeah, he had a chance. He punted. Yeah. He, he let Whalen sit in that Russian prison and now he's going to stay there. Yeah. And that is the sad reality. I think it's going to be so hard for him to get out. And you heard what I said, Robert. I mean, if it takes basically one of the worst people in the world to get a basketball player with hashish in her suitcase. That's what it takes to get her out. Uh, what do you have to get out to, to get somebody like a Paul Whelan that they're, quote, accusing of spying? And I believe you, too. I don't know the case. You, none of us were there, but it sure sounds like a setup to me. And this is a guy who is clearly a great American, and he is rotting now in a prison in Russia and I don't know what you can do to trade for him if that's what the stakes are. What you know? What is it going to be like? Every single arms dealer in the world, thirty of them have to get out for him. I mean, that is the scary, scary thing. And I think 
what Biden has done is put every American hostage in danger tonight and every American out there, because guess what? If a Russian gets an American now, they know that they can bargain and get somebody as bad as Victor Boot. And boy, is that a sad testament. Uh, Robert, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about Brittany Griner, the basketball star, part of a prisoner exchange for one of the world's worst funders of terrorism, Victor Boot, who was smiling his whole flight back to Russia. He was uh, dumped off at the tarmac, basically, in UAE, uh, got on a plane, and he was like waving, smiling, cheering, laughing. And, you know, tonight he is saying, Nostrovia to Vladimir Putin, and they are planning now what they're going to do, sadly, against Ukraine and probably a whole bunch of other places. What are your thoughts tonight? Well, this is General Keith Kellogg, a former Trump national security advisor, who said this was the wrong way to do bargaining. He was involved in other trades. And what he basically said is the hard one was getting Paul Whelan, that's the former Marine and the former law enforcement guy, get him in this package deal that he should have been the priority. And then, you know, it would have been easy to kind of get rid, uh, you know, get Griner sort of thrown in as the like number two in the deal. So both of them could have probably easily have gotten out had this been negotiated well. Take a listen. Let's be really honest about it. When you look at the politics of it and, and Brittany Griner and who she is and what she's done, she was the easy the easy hit. You know, President Trump had an, a, a policy of leave no American behind. And God bless Robert O'Brien because Robert O'Brien was the chief negotiator. And they got dozens out in the course of four years, and we really didn't give anybody up. But you don't quit on that. that so you go to the hard case first. Brittany Grinier was the easy case. The hard case is somebody like Whalen. And they should have gone after them. They should have been very insistent on, look, it's a package deal. Was it way too easy? And did Russia really pull one over on this? And now poor Whalen sitting there in prison and U.S. may not be able to do any swap with him. Take a listen. This is the tragedy behind it is that he would Biden is going to have to do. He's going to have to go somewhere other than the United States. And you can, now you have to go to your allies. Do you have somebody there you can help us out, make a trade for you go to the U.K. or you go to France or somebody else to help us right now? We have no hold card to be played right now to get Whalen. We have no hold card to get Whalen. How sad is that? Let's go to David, line four. David, your thoughts about this? Yes, good evening, Rita. All right, I'm a little bit upset because we should be celebrating the fact that an American of any sort has been released. And Paul Wheeland was taken into custody when Donald Trump was president. He was there for two years when Donald Trump was president, and Donald Trump left. Oops, we lost you there, David. For some reason, we lost you there. But I, I heard okay. uh, you're back on. I, by the way, two things, David. I think I agree with you that everybody should be celebrating. When I heard that she got out, I'm so happy. And I'm so happy for her and for her family and for America. There's there's no doubt about that. And I agree with you. Anybody who's not, that's that's ridiculous. Okay, but I think, but, but I think it's a else. fair. I think it's a fair argument to say was this a fair trade? Let's just stay focused on that. Do you think? Don't you think they could have gotten Paul Whelan maybe as well? 
Well, I'll put it to you this way. The Russians are fully aware of how the American system works. They're aware of the divisions that we have. And I think they did this intentionally for the exact result that they've received, because this, instead of being celebrated, is now causing division, which I think is unfortunate. At, at the least. And let me just say this, Rita, because this is very important to remember. And this is why it was important to get her back. As a black woman, as a lesbian, in a Russian penal colony, she would have been subject. That's why we had to get her back as soon as possible. She could have been raped. She could have been subjected to all kinds of horrible things in a Russian prison. Russia is a very racist and anti-gay country. You know that. No, and, and okay. by, the, by the way, David, you bring up some excellent points that it definitely, I'm sure, uh, was not a tough time and who, uh, not an easy time, rather, and it was a difficult time for her. There's no doubt. And I'm so glad that she's home. But I don't think somebody who's being accused of being an American spy is getting like uh, like uh, you know flowers and chocolate from Russia either. That that I'm sure is a difficult time too as well. And he's been there for four years. That's my point. I think they both should have come home. That would be worth a huge celebration. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families. A powerful story coming from Flagler County, Florida, where an off-duty sheriff's office dispatcher, Lindsay Stanford, and her husband, who actually is a deputy, just acted quickly when they were at an event last Friday. And it was for an annual Shop with a Cop event. It's for children's charities in the Palm Coast area of Florida. Dispatcher Lindsay Stanford, who was volunteering at the shop with a cop, noticed the choking child and the mother nearby trying to clear an obstruction from the child's throat. Stanford and her husband, who is a deputy sheriff, Richard Stanford, immediately ran over together and both worked to clear the child's airway. Using the Heimlich maneuver and other critical techniques, they forced a button Uh, to be removed from the child's airway. The child has now made a full recovery. And the sheriff of the department said, while there was a very frightening moment at this event, I am very proud of everyone involved in this life-saving event that could have had a much more different outcome. You never know when you have to jump into action and save a life in this profession. And wow, how convenient that they were there and saw the child choking and saved the baby. Bravo to the great men and women and this great couple uh, there in Flagler County, Florida. Well, we're talking about law enforcement, and we are talking about the trade of Brittany Griner for one of the world's most dangerous people, Victor Boot. He is an arms dealer. He's been accused of supplying terrorist organizations. He's also been convicted of conspiracy to kill Americans. And now he's home in Russia celebrating with Vladimir Putin because he was part of the prisoner swap. It was a one-for-one deal with WNBA star Brittany Griner, who I'm glad is on her way home. Apparently she's on her way to San Antonio, Texas. That is great news. But I can't but help think that they could have gotten out Paul Whalen as we were just doing our Back the Blue. This guy, former Marine, he was in Iraq. 
right there fighting, like, you know, in the front lines in Iraq for us as a U.S. Marine. Then he was a law enforcement official for more than a decade in Michigan. This is a guy who has certainly helped America, and yet he wasn't part of the deal. It's really stunning. And clearly, Biden was flooded with questions about it today when he was announcing that Brittany Griner was the one who was traded for one of the world's worst terrorists. Take a listen. We never forgot about Brittany. We've not forgotten about Paul Whelan, who's been unjustly detained in Russia for years. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. We brought home Trevor Reed when we had a chance early this year. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Brittany's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. We will never give up. And the obvious question, when the White House briefing took place today, here is Peter Ducey asking Corinne Jean-Pierre. And basically listen to her answer, fumbling and bumbling. In this prisoner swap, why did Russia get such a better deal? Look, you know, I've talked about this, uh, and I'll say this again. Here were our choices. Our choices was uh, Brittany or no one at all. Bringing home one American or no American at all. And, and that's a professional that's, athlete. We gave up a prolific arms dealer who was convicted of trying to kill Americans, who was called the merchant of death. The professional athlete is also an American citizen. So let's not forget that. Who and deserved and so and and, and and I have explained how the Russians have illegally uh, treated, totally illegitimately uh, treated his situation. I've been very clear on that. Uh, we've laid that all. We've laid that out for you. Uh, and again, the president felt that this was an opportunity to bring Brittany home. He is going to continue to do everything he can to bring Paul Whelan home, just like he did with Trevor Reed, just like he was able to secure Trevor Reed's release. Yeah, what does he have? We don't have another world's worst, basically, or at least in the Russian sphere. So you heard what Keith Kellogg was saying. We're going to have to like go to our allies and say, hey, who do you have? Uh, or who, which individuals, plural, do you have that we could give up to get Paul Whelan? The chances are now so, so slim because we caved. We could have probably easily, I think, gotten both of them out. That's what a lot of people are saying. So what happened? They, what, don't respect Biden? Biden didn't negotiate well or his team didn't negotiate well? He didn't even talk to Putin, by the way. There's, uh, you know, it was he was asked today, so uh, are you calling Putin soon? Are you planning? No, I haven't, and I don't plan on doing it. If you really wanted it, you should have picked up the phone and said, you know what, Here's what we are demanding, because they clearly desperately wanted this Victor boot. And we gave up an NBA star with hashish for basically Hannibal Lecter. Here is Congressman Mike Waltz, who says this is disastrous for America. Take a listen. You know, the bad guys are deterred by strength and by cost. But right now, all they see is upside. And they're going to keep taking Americans hostage around the world as long as they get big trades like this. Yeah, and you set people up and say, oh, okay, or a little amount of hashish or something like that, and then suddenly get the world's worst, it opens Pandora's box. And that's also what Congressman Mark Green also said, that this is dangerous terrain now. A terrible message to send to the despots of the world who now know that they can get a trade if they just capture an American. 
Very, very dangerous stuff. By the way, everybody, also uh, about an hour or so from now, we are also going to be talking about fentanyl in America. And we're going to be talking with the special agent in charge of the DEA New York Division. Frank Tarantino is going to join us uh, as we are talking about just dangerous things happening around the world. The fentanyl crisis is exploding claiming so many American lives coming through our southern border, another big security area, and the DEA special agent in charge of the New York Division, Frank Tarantino, is going to join us to talk about specifically how bad it is, how these drug dealers are basically masquerading the pills, these rainbow fentanyl pills and hiding it even in cupboards and different things like that, and also has some really strong advice for parents, educators, and young people about the pervasiveness and, of course, how toxic and how dangerous fentanyl is. He's going to be joining us. Uh, that's about 1135, about an hour or so from now uh, in our next hour. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. What are your thoughts, first off, about this trade that is making enormous headlines and may have enormous repercussions for Americans around the globe, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Alan in line five. Go ahead, Alan, your thoughts about this. Hello, Rita. I'm thinking about a movie that I saw. I don't remember the name. It portrayed, an, I'm from Midwood, and there was a heroic attorney that President Kennedy had sent to Russia to negotiate the release of the a YouTube pilot that was shot down. It was a two-for-one exchange. Russia tried playing every game in their bag of tricks to try to change it to a one-for-one. He stood his ground, and he got two Americans out for the one Russian spy that was here in America. What Biden has done here, he has made America the world's weakling. What is the ante now if we gave up someone of the stature of this murderous animal. And for that, we get a basketball player. Yeah, she's a celebrity. She's an American citizen, all fine and dandy. But she did allegedly have hashish. We have Waylon Suckton. What on earth are we going to come up with to get this American hero home? Don't we have a thing that we don't leave our men behind, our men and women behind? What happened here? It is a tragedy. Yeah, it's it, it's a travesty. It's a tragedy, a travesty, and it's an outrage. Yes. Um, are you thinking about Bridge of Spies? Is that the movie you're thinking about? That's the one, it. yeah, the one with That's Tom it. Hanks, um, and where they with do Tom the Hanks. exchange at the bridge. In fact, literally at the bridge, they bring up the the individuals. And you're right, that was uh, that was such a powerful movie. But it showed just if you hold your cards, and and you think about it, Alan, too. In this case, and what breaks my heart. And I just think about what Victor Buda is about to do, because clearly Vladimir Putin wants this guy. And you look at the timing right now of everything that's happening in Ukraine, because the Russians, uh, they're looking for arms. Their military is not doing so well. The morale is clearly not good. So somebody like he is a motivated buyer. Yes. He needs this, this crook to get him more weapons because he's running out. His Iranian drones aren't working well. Obviously, the Chinese are timid about what they're giving him. He's desperate. So he needs this fella to stay in the war. What more of a motivated deal can you have but saying you aren't getting your arms dealer? You're going to be stuck with not having weapons because you don't have, uh, as it's an oxymoron, a talented arms dealer. 
unless you give us both. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. We lost the plot. I, that's what I feel. Alan, too, I feel like he could have said, are you kidding me? I mean, imagine if he picked up the phone and said, you know, Vladimir Putin, first of all, are you kidding me? I'm going to give up a woman with who had a little bit of hashish, you know, in her suitcase for one of the world's worst guys. Don't you think we're stupid? We know what you're thinking about with Ukraine and all these other things. You better give me a whole bunch of things if you want us to do X, X, and X, you know, and you want to give this bad guy up. And by the way, and I want to read the charges against this guy. He was convicted November 2nd, 2011 for, quote, get this, Alan. This is this is like how bad this dude is conspiring to kill U.S. nationals, conspiring to kill U.S. officers and employees, conspiring to acquire and use anti-aircraft missiles. It's not like uh, this is not a guy who goes to 7-Eleven and is like looking for like, you know, or going to a local handy store or whatever. Right. And conspiring to provide material support to a designated foreign terrorist organization. So this guy is now going to, he knows where, uh, there's like sort of where the bodies are buried, if you will. He knows where some of these Russian-made and the old Soviet-made stuff is. And he's going to be calling his buddy, hey, uh, guess what, Uh, Ayatollah in Iran? Remember how we sold you X and X? Could we get that from you? And Kim Jong-un, could we get these things for you? And could we get this for you? He is going to be like the right-hand man to Putin and unwrath holy hell on Ukraine as we're helping Ukraine. I mean, how does this make any sense, Alan? I mean, almost releasing this guy of all times right now is like the worst of the worst. He's a bad dude, but it's the worst of the worst timing as at a time where we're helping Ukraine and, and so much of the world is and we're supplying them. So how does this make sense? We've released a guy who's going to be buying like the most sophisticated, probably potential nukes. I mean, let's let's face it. This guy is a bad dude. That's what terrorist organizations do, you know. And and so that's what we have. We have somebody who is buying the the most high powered weaponry imaginable, and then we're going to send U.S. dollars to supply Ukraine. But we've let go this guy all for a basketball player. We were holding the cards in this case. Putin desperately wanted him, and Biden caved. Your thoughts, Alan? He's. An arms negotiator. You're talking about Soviet weapons. What about, hello, Taliban? I'm your friend. Let's make a deal. You've got all those American weapons, billions of dollars worth of weapons. Let's talk business. Why don't we have some American weapons that we could buy off you that I'm sure are better quality than the Soviet arms that he could probably find elsewhere? Uh, This is a terrible hornet's nest that's been let loose upon the world. I feel sorry for the Ukrainians. Yeah, I do, too. I feel so sorry tonight. My heart, I, I, my first, my heart broke because I was like, look at the timing of this. And our administration did not do anything using the leverage that was clearly there. They are caving and folding like cheap suits. And you're right, at Ukraine's expense and at the world's expense. And now put every American in danger because now they're going to try to come up with any little, like anybody, oh, look, oh, uh, oh boy, that, uh, that American who was in Iran. You know, don't you think it emboldens anybody else who wants to try to, quote, get an American hostage if they see what we're willing to give up for a basketball player with hashish? That that is insane. Alan, thank you very much. You can tell I'm so angry tonight and just so sad for the Whalen family and for Ukraine and so many others. Uh, let's go to Norman on line four. Norman, your thoughts about this? Uh, yes, Rita. Um, let's hope they have a, a radio 
station that's got um, a program to WABC and the Russian consulate for my next statement. I'm just calling to congratulate President Putin on his masterful outmaneuvering of our feckless idiot in the White House. Uh, I'm sure the world's terrorist movements owe now their loyal gratitude to Biden idiot for the many types of arms they are now going to receive thanks to Mr. Boot. And you know, you know what's interesting, Norm, and I don't even feel like it was masterful uh, by the Russians' mm-hmm. part. I think it was probably pretty easy because, I mean, the fact that they gave up Brittany Griner and, you know, I mean, yeah, he says he's still focused on, on Whalen, and I hope that that's true. But to me, I feel like it, like it, I bet our president was one big old pushover, and that saddens me, Norm, because uh, that kind of pushover has enormous repercussions for everybody who wants to do harm to America. Go ahead, Norm. Mm-hmm. No, basically, Mr. Boot is a uh, pure capitalist. Uh, he's going to sell arms to the highest bidder. Um, it's not all those arms that were in Afghanistan are now going to many of them are going to filter back across the border. Um, fully automatic grenade launchers, all sorts of uh, horrible things. And, uh, you know, uh, we can thank <laughs> we can thank the, uh, you know, uh, how we just we just folded. Yeah. We just, uh, you know what? You know, what's that's... amazing, Norm, um, what, what you and I think what Al, who just uh, was on before you said um, about those eighty five billion dollars of Taliban now owned U.S. weaponry, which I never understood why that was left behind either. I mean, first of all, it was such a shameless withdrawal of Afghanistan. And then that we left eighty five billion dollars of U.S. equipment in these horrible people's hands. I, I firmly believe, and I can't prove it, but I just, my belief is that there was some sort of payoff to the Taliban. Cause why else in God's green earth would you leave $85 billion worth of U S equipment and say, you can't put some of it on, on these planes. I mean, they easily could have done it and they didn't. So there's some reason that it stayed there in the bad guy's hands. And just like you said, how sad is that? Not only are they now the Russians going to have better Russian equipment now they're going to have, I think it's a really superb point. You bet that this Victor Boot is probably calling his buddies in the Taliban and getting some of those U.S. equipment. So now that's going to end up in Russian hands. Uh, boy, is that scary for the Ukrainians. Everybody, we're going to continue with your calls, this outrageous trade. I am glad Brittany Griner is free. I think it is wonderful. But, boy, did we get suckered. We should have given up Paul Whalen. We should have gotten him in this exchange and maybe even others, too. Um, maybe we shouldn't have given up short term because of this Victor Boot, what he's about to do. But if you're going to get a bad guy out of a U.S. prison and give him back to Russia, why not take great American Paul Whalen? Why not get the other Americans that are there and Brittany Griner? We were holding the cards and our American president folded back after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the prisoner exchange. Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who, remember, wouldn't even come out um, for the anthem. Remember, she protested the U.S. anthem. She better sure as heck when that anthem plays and she is anywhere near, she better have her hand on her heart and she better be standing because this country 
came to her rescue. And this country, after what she went through in Russia, I hope she comes back and kisses the ground in America when she lands and says, this is the greatest country in the world. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, did I make mistakes that I was criticizing America after being in a lousy country like Russia. You better apologize, Brittany Griner. This, to me, is despicable. As Paul Whalen is sitting and still rotting, a former U.S. Marine and a former law enforcement guy in a Russian prison. And here is Congressman Kevin McCarthy saying that this was a dangerous trade that we got Brittany Griner for one of the world's worst terrorists from Russia. It makes every American who is overseas vulnerable. Why? Because they can pick you up on a trumped up charge to get somebody they want out. This is what's wrong. This is a sign of weakness. It goes back to what Secretary of Defense Gates said, that every decision that President Biden has made in his 40 years when it comes to foreign policy has been wrong. And this is wrong. He left a Marine behind. Think about it. It's not an equal exchange. I'm glad an American's coming home. She was arrested for a trumped up charge. But to exchange the merchant of death for this? It's made us weaker, it's made Putin stronger, and it's made Americans more vulnerable. Yeah, it sure has, and that is a sad state to be. Uh, Let's go to Phil, line three. Phil, your thoughts about this trade? Hey, Phil, are you there? Phil, call us back if for some reason we can't hear you. Let's go to John, line eight. Uh, John, your thoughts about this? This may very much catapult Trump into winning the presidency. This nonsense being on since since Biden became office is now added to the to the the, the, uh, the optics of all of his mishaps of in mismanagement. This will be a tool to Trump, not that I'm supporting him, but this will be a tool that Trump will use and it'll drill into the American public. And even, pers- even people who don't like Trump are going to resonate with it. They know this deal would never happen with Trump, never in a million years. These guys, all these people in the, are bureaucratic uh, uh, elitists. They know nothing about how to negotiate. They cave into the stupidest thing. They have no idea or they're no metropolitan elitists. They know nothing about negotiation. Shame on all of them. That's all I have to say. No, and John, I feel it too. By the way, it is really outrageous. John, thank you. Let's go to Tommy, line three. Tommy, your thoughts about all this. Hi, Rita. How are you? Um, you know, as a retired soldier, I'm, I'm pissed off. You know, when countries like Russia, China, or any other country grabs one of our people and, and they basically use them as a political tool, I mean, this is it's, it's hash oil. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, just oil. You know, and it's THC, and it's a political tool. And Russia, and we have Paul Whelan. He was accused of um, of espionage, and, and he was you know he was there for a wedding, I believe. And Trump, yeah, that's what to he live. said. Exactly, he said yeah. he was there. He said he was set up. That that this he was not involved by any means with espionage, and he's been there uh, close to four years, Tommy. Too. I mean, that's the yeah. scary thing. We all should try to get all of our people out. I understand. But, you know, when, when something happens, we got to do something better. we got to have better negotiators. On this. I really do believe they could have gotten both of them out, maybe even whoever's there all of them out. Yeah, and don't you think we had the leverage, too, Tommy? I mean, that's the thing. When you hear of how bad this Victor Boot guy is, um, he's certainly he's, he's probably the number one or two Russian arms dealers in the world. Um, and clearly Putin desperately wanted him out. We had a chit. We had a leverage. And we clearly didn't use it. I mean, uh, to me, this is such a such a lopsided trade. I'm happy she's home, uh, but I'm outraged uh, that we were not tougher 
because we absolutely, I think, could have gotten Whalen home and maybe a few others. There are others that are there, too, as well. And a great American like Paul Whalen and some of these others. Why is Brittany Griner the only one getting out? That's where I say we're going to talk about that when we come back. And the White House says it's good she's out because she's of color and LGBTQ. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. Later on in this hour, we are going to be talking to the special agent in charge of the DEA New York Division, Frank Tarantino, who is going to be talking about just how toxic fentanyl is, how pervasive it is, uh, the way that two leading cartels uh, are basically bringing it in through the southern border with the help of China uh, and how it has basically been affecting so many American lives uh, and just how toxic, how such a small, small amount that could basically be on the uh, on the eraser, basically, of a uh, pencil. Think about it. Very, very tiny, tiny microscopic basically is enough to kill many Americans. They have a new study out that shows that many of the pills that have been found Just even a small amount has been enough to be a potentially lethal dose. And some of the places that they have discovered it, uh, especially these rainbow fentanyl pills that are like so toxic and are also so deceptive um, and how people are getting it and how they're getting it sometimes on social media or through friends. Um, Also, some people are hiding it. Some of these dealers are hiding it. Uh, They recently busted somebody in the Bronx in New York. 50 pounds of this. Can you imagine how many, many, many millions of Americans that could have been killed by that? Basically concealed inside a coffee table in a hidden compartment. Some of the places where the drugs are being hidden. And we're going to talk to somebody who is right there on the front lines of this fight in the war on drugs. DEA, New York Division Special Agent in Charge, Frank Tarantino. And he is going to join us in about 25 minutes, half hour here on the Rita Cosby Show. We're really looking forward to that, talking about this very, very serious and important topic and the great work also that the DAA does. The men and women in the DEA do such great work every single day. And uh, boy, is their job tough because this fentanyl is in so many places these days. So we're going to be talking to the special agent in charge about what it's like to be there right on the front lines and what they are discovering Firsthand. Meantime, we are continuing to talk about this prisoner swap. Brittany Griner, the NBA star who I think never should have been, you know, taken into custody. It was a tiny, tiny amount of hashish oil uh, that was in her luggage. She said she didn't know it was there. It's illegal in Russia, but they shouldn't have taken it. I mean, they're clearly using her as a political pawn, and I'm sure it was tough being there. And she was in a detention camp recently. They said she was going to be sentenced to nine years. And I'm glad that she is home. She's said to be touching down very shortly in San Antonio, Texas. So that is great news. If it happens during the show, we'll definitely let you know. Uh, But great news that she is on her way home and she is safe. That is fantastic. But I can't but help wonder why Paul Whelan, who is a former law enforcement, former U.S. Marine who went over to Moscow four years ago for a friend's wedding 
and says that he got set up and that they accused him of spying. And he was sentenced, by the way, to 16 years. Remember, he's only served four of it. So there would have been another 12 years. That's not pretty in a Russian prison. My goodness. And yet the Biden administration only in this prisoner exchange got up. Basically, Brittany Griner was released in exchange for this terrible arms dealer named Victor Boot. And everybody says, well, what about Paul Whelan? What happened to Paul Whelan? He's been there much longer. He's been there four years. She's only been there a few months in a Russian facility. Why didn't he get out first? Or why didn't both of them get out? Um, Surely you could have gotten both of them out for one of the worst notorious arms dealers in the world. Um, And this is what the brother of Paul Whelan had to say earlier today. He couldn't help but wonder why his brother was passed over. President Biden, in his first remarks this morning, noted that for some reason Russia is treating your brother's case differently or certainly differently than than Brittany Griner's. Do do you believe that and do you understand why? Uh, It does seem to be true. I mean, I'll take the the president's word at it. And also Paul has expressed something similar. Uh, It's not clear to me why I think um, Russia, the Kremlin, is a, a playground bully. Uh, and they look at things and they want parity. And so if someone has hit them three times, they will hit three times back. They've put a label of esp- uh, espionage and spy on Paul. Uh, and I think that they will now wait until they need to cash that chip in for a, a real spy, uh, a Russian spy. Wow. And here is what Congressman Mike Waltz had to say. He thinks uh, that a little bit of wokeness had something to do with it. My heart breaks for the Whalen family. I think, you know, a lot of people are asking, and rightly so, so what was his crime? Not being a celebrity, not checking enough boxes uh, uh, for uh, Hollywood. And Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is the openly gay press secretary, as we know, for the White House, this is what she had to say. She said pretty blatantly uh, that there was something special about Brittany Griner. On a personal note, Brittany is more than an athlete, more than an Olympian. She is an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. She should never have been detained by Russia. What does her sexuality have to do with her being released uh, I mean, that to me is is just such a slap in the face that what, because she's of color or LGBTQ, she should be released before Paul Whelan, who's being accused of spying, who's been there for four years, who's a former Marine and a former law enforcement. Listen to what Don Lemon had to say. This is him with Van Jones on CNN. I think I would be remiss if we and also the importance this plays for the LGBTQ. We've been talking about black women. This is big. So this is for the LGBTQ community. Glad releasing a statement. Obviously, just I'm summarizing here that they're happy and it shows the the, um, struggles and the danger that members of the LGBT community face around the world. But when you look at what is happening with the LGBT community, specifically here um, in the United States, um, what does this say? Does, Does this bring attention to that? And it shows us, hey, look, we're all Americans. Listen, uh, Brittany Griner represents everything in this country. Uh, she's female, she's LGBTQ, she's black, and she's extraordinary. She's excellent. She's overcome. She's, a, she's an icon. She's done everything you can do in her sport and more, and yet she still wasn't safe. She was snatched off of a plane and treated like, like trash. And we didn't let it stand. 
uh, America came together. And I think that Biden uh, and Kamala Harris, uh, this is one of the things that they're going to be, I think, the most proud of. Uh, I think Americans can stand together on this one. Uh, but where we say that right now, when she comes off that plane, when she walks off that plane, when her wife hugs her, when that moment happens, that is going to be decade defining. People will remember that and it should show us what we can do when we stand together. What about what we can do if we try to use leverage over Putin? We gave up one of the world's worst suppliers of terrorists around the globe. You put him on the list. He's probably on the top 10. And at a time where Russia is fighting Ukraine brutally, mercilessly, we now gave them the biggest gift ever. And we gave up Brittany Griner. We could have probably gotten Brittany Griner, Paul Whelan, and others. This, to me, was a shameful trade. I'm glad that she's out. I am so glad. I don't want that to be misconstrued. I'm glad she's out. She just never deserved to have been behind bars there. That was atrocious. But we clearly could have gotten more, and we left another great American behind. And to this point about this sort of woke messaging, this is probably the world's worst tweet. I couldn't believe this today. American Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingarten actually said this in a tweet, and this to me is just extraordinary. She said, quote, when she found out about the release of Brittany Griner, she exclaimed on Twitter, what a great relief, extraordinary news, a basketball star, but also a gay black woman is released. And then she added, and yes, of course, we want other prisoners like Paul Whelan released. What does that mean? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line two. BJ, your thoughts about this. I mean, uh, does it sound like woke politics played a role and that Brittany Griner was maybe more important to the Biden administration than Paul Whelan? Oh, it's dandy. We now have this wonderful rainbow hero for the ages. But at what cost? We traded a super criminal, super spy. So Joe Biden gets a whole bunch of votes from all of woke America. uh, And uh, so does whomever runs for president in 2024. But what do we get? We get a super criminal unleashed on the world. That's just grand. And I'm so happy But I don't think that in the fairy tale land of wokeness that that'll protect us much from the likes of uh, of uh, uh, Boris Badenoff or whatever his name was. Yeah, Victor Boot. Victor Boot. Yeah. Um, And by by the way, BJ, I want to play and I'll get you to react to this. This is uh, this is cut 18. This is um, Keith Kellogg, uh, because he says this is what he thinks is ahead for Victor Boot and the strategy. Here's cut 18. And the reason why this is important and why I think this swap is so interesting is because not only is he the merchant of death, but he knows where all the bodies are buried. And what I mean by that, this guy was the premier arms dealer with Soviet equipment, Russian equipment, the second largest arms dealer in the world of the, of the Russians. And it's telling me, look, there's a reason why we haven't heard of this before, getting somebody who's been in jail for 10 years now up in Marion, Illinois. Because this guy is going to help Putin get more Russian equipment that they need to fight the war in Ukraine. I think there's a huge connection here. Wow. Really scary stuff, BJ. And again, we are supplying Ukraine, you know, with weaponry, with money, as is a lot of other people. Um, And now we're going to suddenly find Victor Boots purchases coming up against us. I mean, that's a scary premise. 
Well, you're dealing with this, uh, an evil uh, criminal like uh, Vladimir Putin who came to power by slaughtering 400 people uh, in, in an, uh, uh, the explosion of a, an apartment building. That's how he seized power in his party. And you match him against a two-bit backdoor bagman who sell his own son out for a vote uh, by the name of Joe, uh, uh, Joe Biden. And this is what you get. You get uh, America sold down the drain uh, at any cost. Uh, so uh, it doesn't surprise me that uh, uh, Victor Boot, uh, Victor Boot, what, what they're telling you essentially is Victor Boot works for uh, is a, is a, a, a subsidiary of the Russian government. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, by the way, of course, he's buying Russian arms. I mean, and he's a friend of Vladimir yeah. Putin. So what they're saying is that basically now uh, Russia wants to get a whole bunch of more weapons and they need somebody like Victor who can kind of help them get it. I mean, it's like I mean, it, it's disgusting. I I was I was literally about to throw up watching Victor Boot fly home on the plane and sitting there smiling and laughing, you know, and he was like, you know, you can see he's probably on the other end is uh, Vlad. Can't wait to see you and work together again. I mean, this is it's scary. Vodka and caviar all around over there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, BJ, thank you very much. Let's go to Andrew, line one. Andrew, your thoughts. Hey, what's up, Rita? I have another uh, thing to bring to light that no one mentioned. And also, as far as checking the boxes, he when you say he doesn't check enough boxes, it's actually, they see it worse than that. He's negative. He thinks that you give rightful credit. He was a Marine. That's bad. The Iraq war was bad. He was a police officer. That's a negative box. All police are racist. Black Lives Matter. But I want to say my different point was that if I was in her big basketball shoes, I would possibly deny the deal and say, no, I'd rather sit in prison than let a terrorist who who killed thousands out if I could handle it. And I'm not trying to say I'm so righteous, but I I would definitely think about that and maybe say, no, I'm not going to have that villain go out and kill people, I'll stay in prison. That's an interesting point. Andrew, you know, that's an interesting point. I mean, obviously, uh, boy, is that a hard thing to say if you're sitting there in a Russian prison. But but you think about McCain because, you know, obviously um, McCain could have gotten out earlier out of Hanoi Hilton um, because his father was obviously a senior guy in the military. And yet he said, uh, I'm not going to go and do an early release. I mean, uh, and when you hear those, you know, uh, talk about, you know, what happened in that Hanoi Hilton. I mean, that was just atrocious treatment of McCain and those other prisoners. And that's a hard thing to say. I mean, I I wouldn't I don't begrudge anybody um, for taking the deal. Believe me, if I was in a Russian prison, I'd be like uh, after five minutes, I'm like, send me home, please. Um, So I certainly don't, you know, begrudge her for taking the deal. Um, but that would have been interesting if she said, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to, uh, you know, can you imagine if she said, what if she said, hey, I want to negotiate this deal. I'm going to negotiate this deal and uh, let's get uh, Victor Boot and some of these other guys out. Too. I mean, let's get uh, rather um, Paul Whalen out and some of these others out. Uh, maybe she could have done a better deal than Biden. I think anybody could have done a better deal than Biden. That's the sad thing, Andrew. Wow, wow, wow. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. one 800 8 Four eight nine two two two. I am glad Brittany Griner is home, but wait a minute. Why did she get out and Paul Whalen and these others got passed over 
And do you think Biden caved like a cheap suit? Because clearly the Russians wanted this victor boot out. Uh, They wanted him back home to help him with their war effort. And we basically caved, I think, in a big, big way. And it's an embarrassment. And I think it's put Americans in jeopardy around the world. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the trade with Brittany Griner for the Merchant of Death, Victor Boot, one of the world's worst, and somebody who Putin wanted desperately, probably for his big war effort in Ukraine. And now Victor Boot is home smiling, and Brittany Griner is about to touch down in San Antonio. And in the middle of all this, Paul Whelan a guy who never protested the national anthem and the guy who proudly put his hand on his heart every time it played and who also, by the way, uh, was in the military and also law enforcement and so much else has been trying to get out. He is still stuck in a Russian prison. So was it Biden appealing to wokeness as to why she got out? Corinne Jean-Pierre who, you know, is publicly gay and African-American, said she's so happy that Brittany Griner got out, highlighted what a role model she is for the LGBTQ community. And, you know, what does that have to do with why Paul Whelan didn't get out? Was it because they wanted somebody who they thought fit their policies versus what Paul Whelan, who at one point said that he supported President Trump? Was that held against him by the Biden administration? We don't know. Either way, I'm glad Brittany Griner's out. But I think our president clearly was setting a priority to get her out and should have pushed to get Whalen and her out and maybe others. If you're going to put a bad guy out, you better get a whole bunch back in return. Uh, anybody knows that with bargaining, that is bargaining 101. one 800 848 Two, two. Let's go to Phil on line one. Phil, your thoughts about this? Yeah, hi, Rudy. Can you hear me? I hear you great. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? Okay, the deal is this. Uh, the uh, maturing candidate traitor to this country, President Biden, has glorified the LGBT movement for uh, gay African-American women to the extent that it becomes nauseating. The, the problem here is very simple, is that in exchange for that woman, the the dope-smuggling basketball player, he has freed a man who is is a butcher of the planet. He will destroy the lives of people. But but there's, there's, there's a big final issue on all this, Rita. The issue is he's a, Biden is appealing and butt-licking the, the LGBT community by freeing her the LGBT community is only four and a half percent of this country. What about the 90, 95 and a half percent of other Americans who don't 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 necessarily fall in line with that philosophy? And, and, and also who, but and also, Phil, there's also a policy in American government that typically when you're doing hostage, you know, swapping, if you will, or prisoner swapping, if you will, that typically it's usually the ones who are there the longest. And Paul Whelan has been there 
four years. I mean, that's what's outrageous. My feeling is, you know, uh, her sexuality and all those other. I, I think, first of all, she should never have been, you know, uh, behind bars. It's outrageous what Russia did. And, and I'm glad she's home. I think it's been horrible what happened to her. But um, her sexuality or all those things have nothing to do with it. What it has to do with is just look at the facts. And the facts are also, like you just said, this guy's about to leash, unleash hell on earth, this Victor Boot. Uh, was considered by, by the way, one of the former DEA officials listed him as, quote, one of the most dangerous men on the face of this earth. That's how a former DEA official described him not too long ago. And to me, it's like, you know, if you're doing a deal, you better get a whole bunch in return. And we didn't get a lot in return. I'm glad we got Brittany Griner, but I think we could have gotten a whole bunch more And to me, it also shows, A, that this administration is weak, that whoever was doing this could have done a lot more. We clearly didn't have a lot of leverage. And shame on us. I mean, to me, this is heartbreaking for the Whalen family because I don't know what they can do now to try to get him out. We're going to continue with your calls on this. And also, we're going to talk to the DEA agent in New York about fentanyl. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story coming from Lake Worth, Texas, where Julian Morales just turned 95 years old this week. And his family and friends and neighbors came over to say hello. He just thought they were over there to pop over and just wish him well. It turned out they opened the front door and there was a mini parade in front of his house. And many people in the community came by. They sounded their alarms around one o'clock. And there was a whole slew of Lake Worth police vehicles, fire trucks, public works vehicles, friends and neighbors all came by in their cars to drive by his corner and to say thank you to this great American. Retired Master Sergeant Julian Morales served three tours in Vietnam. He suffered more than two years as a POW during the Korean War, and he served 25 years in the military. How beautiful that he was able to see his life celebrated in such a beautiful, special way. And he's apparently remarkably fit at 95 years young. And he said, man, this is one heck of a birthday. And he hopes to be around at the age of 100 so we can all hopefully celebrate him uh, once again. How beautiful to see the community there in Lake Worth, Texas, honoring this great member of the U.S. military and, of course, his family. What a beautiful, beautiful story. Well, we have talked about how dangerous fentanyl is. And if you look at just the numbers, it is absolutely stunning. And it's absolutely catastrophic, the effect that it has had on Americans across this country. Here is Texas Governor Greg Abbott discussing how we need to get tough with those who are responsible for this very deadly fentanyl. Fentanyl truly is a clandestine killer caused by Mexican drug cartels. Cartels are terrorists, and it's time that we started treating them that way. And last year alone, 
More than 100,000 Americans died of drug poisoning, with most of those 66% of the deaths involving synthetic opioids like fentanyl. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration is alerting the public about the sharp increase in fentanyl in our country and how incredibly dangerous it is. And joining us now on the Rita Cosby Show to talk about this is Frank Tarantino. He is the special agent in charge of the DEA New York Division. Special Agent Tarantino, thank you so much for being here on such an important topic. Oh, thank you for having me, Rita. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, it's really scary uh, just how widespread fentanyl has become in America. And there was some new information from the DEA lab uh, testing, discovering just how pervasive it is and how it's increasing in amounts that have been found and also just the toxicity. Uh, describe some of this and what it went from four to 10 to six to 10. Talk about this. Yes. Yeah, so, so, Rita, more importantly, what, what we know about fentanyl is that it's the most addicting, most highly dangerous, most uh, widely available synthetic opioid on the market today. And it's killing Americans uh, at a record rate. So you said uh, the the amount of Americans that are dying, it's roughly one person every five minutes. It's 295 people every single day. It's 107,622 people dying last year alone from overdoses and poisonings. And fentanyl is the primary driver behind that. 66 percent, as you as you may have said earlier, are, are directly related to synthetic opioids like fentanyl. So what we've discovered in our laboratories across the country is that six out of every 10 pill that we test are lethal. And, and when I say lethal, I'm talking about a very tiny amount of fentanyl, approximately two milligrams that can fit on the tip of a pencil. It's the amount of salt that you could pour onto a kitchen table uh, in the amount of 10 to 20 gra- uh, grains of salt. It's a very small amount. It's it's hard to detect. And it's, it's the most potent synthetic drug on the market. And it doesn't take a lot to kill somebody. Wow. Those are stunning numbers. And, and when you talk about just how small it is, uh, 10 to 20 grains of salt, how difficult is it for you and the Drug Enforcement Administration to locate it because it is so small? So, Rita, what we're, what we're discovering is that there are two major uh, actors involved in this, bad actors. It's, it's, it's China and Mexico. Those two countries are an existential threat to the United States. They are the primary drivers of the precursor chemicals and the fentanyl that are being synthesized in super labs in Mexico that's now flooding into the United States in the form of pills and powder. And those fentanyl uh, pills and fentanyl powder are making its way all the way to New York City in, by, by the hundreds of thousands. And people are, are overdosing and dying. They're being poisoned by these, these fake pills that are um, – they appear to be legitimate, uh, but in fact they're they're counterfeit, and they look like real pills. But in, in fact, they have fentanyl in them, and they had the lethal dose, and that's only two milligrams, and you can't see it with the naked eye. Which is really scary. Everybody, we are talking to DEA Special Agent in Charge for the New York Division, Frank Tarantino, here on the Rita Cosby Show. You know, you just talked about how difficult it is to see it from the naked eye. Even from the naked eye, what's really scary, I think, Special Agent is these rainbow fentanyl pills. 
talk about how they have been basically these drug dealers have been masquerading the pills basically to lure, you know, younger and younger people to use them. That's right, Rita. This is a business to them. This this business is all about making money, and that's their their number one concern. So this is a half a trillion dollar a year business, and anything they can do to attract new customers, to entice more people to take the most highly addicting drug on the market today, which is fentanyl, that creates a new customer base and more um, you know uh, opportunities to make money, and and that's that's why they've now. Uh, transitioned into making their pills look more appealing and making them look like candy. And that's why you're seeing the rainbow fentanyl um, across the United States. Initially, we had it in small uh, parts of the United States and a couple of different cities. And now we have it in over 26 states. Uh, Fentanyl is in all 50 states, to include the District of Columbia. But the rainbow fentanyl is now become widespread as well. And, And it is, unfortunately flooding into the United States in record numbers, just like the overdoses are at record numbers. I know that there was a big bust in the Bronx not that long ago. Can you talk about that? Uh, It was, I think, in October, right, with 300,000 rainbow fentanyl pills. Talk about what was discovered there. I understand weapons, other things were discovered there, too. Yes. Um, Well, so, you know, that's an ongoing investigation in which we're working with our counterparts at the Special Narcotics Prosecutor's Office. Um, You know, this is a, a... pretty typical, you know, Mexican-based organization that has used different smuggling methods to move their their poison from Mexico into the United States and across the United States and, and end up here in New York City. And they use different concealing methods. Uh, this particular seizure was uh, found in the Bronx, as you mentioned, and it was secreted in um, a coffee table that that was uh, had a, a false uh, compartment. And this is not atypical. This is actually pretty typical of the drug trafficking organizations to use different smuggling and, and um, uh, concealment methods to hide their poison. Yeah. Talk about the concealment, because um, in the case that you mentioned where there was a whole bunch found in this coffee table, um, they go to great lengths to stash it. They're getting very creative. Um, is that typical? And is that making it much more difficult also, obviously, on your end to track it down? Absolutely. So criminal networks are really resourceful and very creative, innovative in, in the way in which they move their product, their poison from, as I said, Mexico to Main Street, New York City. Um, they use a variety of different smuggling routes and transportation routes and also methods. Um, we've seen it in machine parts. We've seen it smuggled in containers. We've seen it uh, flown over using drones. We've seen it body carried. We've seen it uh, in, in, in um, you know, different, different computer parts or in produce. Uh, sometimes it's moved through tunnels. It's, it's, it's basically moved in any way possible. We're seeing a lot of parcels now in different U.S. Uh, mail systems. And these are, this is a great concern because you can move uh, a very substantial amount uh, very uh, easily from the West Coast to the East Coast and, and move a, a lethal amount of pills that can affect a lot of people. And so we're, we're working with all of our counterparts, the federal, state, and local level, and, and we're really doing a great job of mapping the network and trying to identify these two cartels that are most responsible, and those are Sinaloa and CJNG. You know, um, I was reading in 2021, uh, the DEA seized more than 20 
1.4 million fake prescription pills. I mean, it's stunning the work that you guys are doing, especially when you talk about just how small uh, the amount of fentanyl. What about also the role of social media, special agent, because that's got to make it much more difficult, too. So what we've seen is these cartels are harnessing social media to essentially market their poison to a, to a greater, larger audience, and, and specifically to the younger generation, the most vulnerable of our of our society. And and what was once drug trafficking in the dark alleys of city streets is now in our living room. It's in our it's in our home. It's on our children's devices. If if there's a person that's on social media and has a device, there's a drug trafficker lurking behind some screen somewhere who's looking to entice that that young, vulnerable person to take a pill for the first time. And what we've seen is that one pill can kill. Doesn't it doesn't take a lot. And we've seen way too many, far too many young people experiment and die from just one pill. What's your advice to parents and also teachers and so many people? Because it's a lot of young people that especially, as you know, that are being lured uh, by fentanyl, not necessarily obviously knowing it's fentanyl. They're seeing either a rainbow pill or something else, thinking, you know, that it's some sort of other opioid, uh, thinking it's cool or getting it from a friend, not knowing what it is. What's your advice? The Drug Enforcement Administration, specifically the New York Division, is laser focused on defeating the cartels, Sinaloa and CGNG. And we're also very much aware of our responsibility to create an education and awareness campaign to help caregivers, educators, um, you know, people in areas of responsibility so that they can help young people, the most vulnerable, identify these these dangers of, of these fake pills and fentanyl-laced pills. So we, the DEA has um, introduced a number of public service announcements. We have created a number of tools on our website at dea.gov backslash one pill that uh, allow parents and caregivers and educators the opportunity to, to educate themselves and learn a little bit more about the risks and dangers involved in social media and the fake pills. There's an emoji key code, if you will, um, that, that allows parents to see the different language that is being used over social media, uh, the coded language, the secret language the traffickers are using to, to communicate with young people. Um, we've, we've also, we have a fentanyl awareness site on our DEA.gov site. And this is all, again, to create an increase in education and awareness for not just the caregivers, educators, and parents, but also for the young people, that they, they need to know the risks and the dangers that are involved in taking a pill from somebody they've never met or from somebody that they got on the street. Our advice is very simple. Don't don't take a pill. Don't, don't get a prescription unless it's from a trusted family doctor, and do not take a pill unless it's dispensed from a licensed pharmacist. Um, if you're taking a pill from somebody you got online or if you're taking a pill from somebody that handed it to you on the street, in all likelihood, that's going to be laced with fentanyl and potentially lethal. Well, DEA, New York, Special Agent Frank Tarantino, what great and powerful advice um, and such important advice as Fentanyl is just killing so many Americans. Um, we are just so grateful for all the great work that you and all the great men and women of the DEA do every single day to keep us safe. Thank you for your great, great work. And you are welcome back here on the Rita Cosby Show anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you. I just would like to leave you with one thing. The DEA is committed to uh, 
you know, this is this not a war on drugs. This is a fight to save lives. Very good point. Thank you very much. DEA New York Division Special Agent in Charge, Frank Tarantino, and the great men and women of the DEA do so much. And you can just tell how much is on their plate right now. We're so glad uh, that he could be there. And again, DEA.gov backslash one pill to get more information, to get educated about what's going on with fentanyl. Uh, because these guys are seeing it on the front lines. What are your thoughts about all this? Uh, Let's go to the callers, 1-800-848-9222, Peter, your thoughts about all this? Line one, go ahead. Hey, Peter, are you there? Pete, call us back. Let's go to Mike on line two. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Rita, calling from lovely Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Hey, you definitely are calling from a beautiful place. Go ahead, my friend. You yeah. know, by the way, you know I always have a soft spot because I did go to University of South Carolina. So thank you, you, Mike. Did. Thank you. I have two friends uh, who went there, too, uh, back in the day, back in the day. Uh, you know, Rita, uh, fentanyl, um, <laughs> Joe Biden is nothing but a jellyfish. He's got no spine, him and his comrades. And what's going on? In, in, you know, uh, 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 all over the world, fentanyl out of control. And look at a guy, for example, I'll just give the audience an example. Look at a guy like George Floyd. Oh, George Floyd, no one deserves to die like that. But he had fentanyl in his system. He was a career felon. And fentanyl had a loaded gun to the stomach of a pregnant lady the night before. Fentanyl, they're sitting on their hands, the jellyfish Biden, uh, about what's going on and the vice president, oh, the board is fine. It's what? 5.5 million. It's so, it's so, you know, ridiculous in their, in their nonsense, you know, what they're spewing out. It really is. It well, really is. and it's so dangerous too. I mean, we just were hearing from the DEA agent too, that it's, you know, 10 to 12 grains, like, like basically 10 to 12 grains of salt. Can you imagine how tiny that is, that that's enough to kill you? I mean, that, that is like stunning, the lethality of it. I mean, that is really frightening. And it's something that we all have to get behind. It doesn't matter what political stripe. Um, you know, we all obviously want to protect people. Uh, let's go to Pete real quick on line one. Pete, your thoughts about this. Hi, Rita. Good night. Yeah, good evening. Uh, I was starting to sound like that guy in Pennsylvania. But yeah, well, with the fentanyl, this is uh, a crisis. I mean, I do the rescue. Renee does it with me and my daughter. And uh, it really is terrible. What these people try to escape from reality. I mean, enjoy things. Take the beautiful things that we have in life and look forward for things and enjoy the holidays. You, you know, but, you know, but you know the problem is, Pete, and, and, and um, I think everybody understands this. Young people often are experimenting with different things, um, experimenting with opioids. Believe me, they're not like intentionally taking fentanyl. It is laced with it, and it's so toxic they're not aware of it. Or they're getting it from a friend and thinking, okay, well, let me try this. And they don't realize it's laced with fentanyl and it and it's killing them. Um, and the fact that these cartels are doing it vis-a-vis China, I mean, it is frightening. We've got to get tough. First of all, we got to get China, obviously, because uh, they're supplying it. And these cartels transporting it and producing it and bringing it across the border. Um, we got to get tough with them. And it's killing so many Americans. This is, and this has to be, you know, this is not, you know, uh, you know, this is a red, white, and blue issue. This is an all-American issue. It doesn't matter what political strife. We've got to do whatever we can. 
And, uh, you know, the good people at the DEA and other law enforcement agencies are trying to crack down on it. But it is just so voluminous. And when you're dealing with so many bad actors like these uh, two specific cartels that are really running it, we got to get tough on them. And they've got to have the fear of God in them not to bring it across the border. Um, and so there's lots of angles here that need to be covered. But, Pete, thank you very, very much. I think you mentioned one time you did a rescue with Narcan, so I thank you because I know you understand this all too well. Thanks so much, Pete. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And we will talk about Brittany Griner and the trade for arms dealer Victor Boot. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the trade with Brittany Griner for Victor Boot, one of the most dangerous men basically in the world, a Russian arms dealer. He is now back home, and she will hopefully touch down in San Antonio, Texas at any moment. But a lot of people are saying we could have gotten a lot more because Russia got one of the world's worst. What are your thoughts about all of this? one 800 Eight four eight nine two two two. Uh, let's go to Alina on line five. Alina, your thoughts about all this? Yes. Good evening, Rita. Good evening, Alina. How nice to hear from you. Yes, uh, what What are your thoughts, my friend, about this exchange? Rita, I feel and I know that the Russian intelligence is intelligent, and you know they do not jump through hoops. But they really put our incompetent negotiating teams, diplomatic negotiating teams, and put them through hoops, and they've slammed America, and they've dumped dunk America, and I feel, Rita, that this is going to have terrible repercussions on America, on its government, on its military. God bless, Paul. Yeah. Oh, Paul Whalen. I, I, I am thinking the same thing. My heart is breaking. And he was he basically he did an interview, by the way, which was interesting with CNN yeah. today. And he yeah. said, Elena, that um, he said, you know, I'm waiting. I, I wonder what now is going to happen to me. My bags are packed. Um, so you could tell he was hoping that he was going to get good news and be part of the deal, even if it kind of happened last minute. And clearly, um, I think, sadly, the U.S. has lost a major bargaining chip. I didn't, now they're going to have to go to these other countries and say, uh, how many bad guys you got, Russian bad guys, you know, and try to beg and borrow from them to somehow broker a deal. Um, and I hope that they at least try because, boy, Paul Whalen and, and others that are there. I mean, it, it is it is so heartbreaking. Um, Alina, thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to John. John, your thoughts about all this real quick. Hi, hi Rita. Hi there. What do you think, John, about this? What's your reaction? Um, I think um, I think Biden and uh, Biden and his comrades don't care about um, uh, Paul Whelan. I think they had to get uh, they had to get Brittany Griner out because uh, she's a cheerleader for uh, Biden's uh, leftist woke agenda, and uh, she's she's a very high profile celebrity. And uh, according to the White House. Um, What's his name? Uh, Paul Whale is just another uh, unfortunate foot soldier that's left behind enemy lines. 
Well, let's pray that Paul Whalen gets home soon. Uh, again, I am happy that Brittany Griner is out. I think she never should have been behind bars in Russia. But let's get Paul Whalen out. He should have come out, too. And the others that are there, too, as well. We cannot leave Americans behind. And boy, let's see what happens with this crazy guy, Victor Boot. Scary times ahead, guys. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 